Morning Life Church. Cute seeing babies. Those babies are going to start growing, as Pastor Bob said. And then you know what they're going to start do, doing? They're going to start messing your life up. <laughs> no, they're going to start imitating their mom and dad. And those little girls, they're going to be wearing mom's dress shoes, high heels. And they're going to be too big. And then you'll look at your daughter one day, and she's going to have lipstick on. But the lipstick's not going to be on the lips. It's going to be kind of here and here. And then most of it's going to get eaten. It'll be all over the teeth. You know, I lay down on my, I go to bed at night, and I usually keep some chapstick in the little drawer next to me. And I kid you not, with, I have four girls. All four girls, there's been a time when I've gone over and I've opened the drawer I go to put on my lipstick, and there's bite marks in my chapstick. (laughs) They eat my chapstick. (laughs) The boys, they're going to copy dad. Uh, They're going to copy their parents. And uh, and they'll try to throw a ball like dad does. But inevitably, their first throws are always, they get this motion going. It goes that way. (laughs) Release. And then forward. Just funny. Cute. Today we look at Ephesians 5, 1 through 4. Actually, 1 through 20. We'll see how far we get. Follow along in in your notes. Expose the deeds of darkness. Ephesians 5, verse 1. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. Follow the example of Christ. I'll keep reading it. You can keep the slide there. We're supposed to imitate God in everything he does. And you know what? We're going to look just like the the girl with lipstick all over her teeth. We're going to look like the boy throwing the ball backwards. But Paul says, Ephesians, believers in Christ, imitate God in everything you do because you are his dear children. Start growing and learning and copying. Live a life filled with love. Follow the example of Christ. So we have an example to follow. He loved us. He offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. He died for your sins and my sins, came to offer us forgiveness and grace and mercy and eternal life. Hallelujah. He came to do that. He laid down his life for us. So Paul says in verse 3, so let there be no sexual immorality. You want to imitate your father in heaven. You want to follow the example of Jesus. So let let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. Say, these are not for me. Not for me. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Number one, sin is not for me. It's not for me. When a person comes to faith in God and they experience forgiveness from all that junk and all that sin... All that guilt, all that shame, all that condemnation. Jesus wipes the slate clean. God forgives us, gives us new life, gives us fellowship with his spirit. The Holy Spirit, fellowship, eternal life. Then, 
we are to put on the new nature. The new nature. And Paul talks, so in the prior chapter, chapter 4, he says, put on your new nature then. And he says, throw off your old sinful nature. The former way of life that you used to live in, throw it off because it's corrupted by lust and deception. Change your clothes. Change your thinking. Pastor Bob preached a series at some time back, uh, stinking thinking, stinking thinking. How did you say that every week? Stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. Stop telling lies, Ephesians 4.25. The next verse, don't let anger control you. Quit stealing. Don't use foul and abusive language. Don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. Get rid of bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Paul has just given them a list. Hey, guys, these things that characterized your former life and really characterized the culture, the world that you live in, Sin is not for me. It's not for you. It's not for you. Instead, and he just doesn't, he doesn't just say, stop doing everything. Don't do anything ever again. No, he says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts. Where's that next slide? We're done throwing off. We're going to put on. All right. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts, your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Uh, instead of telling lies, tell the truth. Instead of uh, thievery, stealing, use your hands for good works. Give generously. Let everything you say be good and helpful and an encouragement for building people up. Be kind to each other. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Paints a picture. Hey, this is the new person. This is God's kingdom. This is God's kingdom child. This is what you're imitating. You're throwing off, you're stopping the imitation, you're not imitating the world anymore. Now you're imitating God, and here's what God looks like, here's what his kingdom looks like, here's his value system. And this first clicked home for me, I think, you know, I grew up knowing about Jesus, knowing about uh, him dying for my sins, I believed in Jesus as a child, um, excited about heaven, and, uh, but there came a time in middle school where I realized what Paul was saying, and it was in regards to my music. And I had a lot of songs that I liked, and they sounded good. And I realized on my own that, hey, some of these words actually don't agree and don't honor God, don't agree with his kingdom values, and actually they're warring against his kingdom values. There's a contradiction, a conflict. I was feeling that. The song sounds so good, but the message is putting into my ears and into my heart is contrary, it's kind of the enemy's words and feelings. Sometimes subtle, very subtle, but awakening sinful desires or placing the focus on the material and the temporal instead of the eternal and the significant. Placing the focus on me, making me think a lot about myself, me, myself, and I. Uh, it'd even be as simple as sowing seeds of dissension. So I'd just be listening to some songs and afterwards I'd notice that I'm, I kind of have more doubt or more disappointment or discouragement or I feel more depressed. And I thought, wait, God's kingdom is one of faith and hope and love, so why am I listening to songs that make me feel more depressed? So forth. Uh, Even some Christian songs and bands, they're Christian in name only, uh, had some bad theology, actually singing about things that were kind of mystical or something, but some of the messaging was actually contrary to what the Bible would have told me, what the Holy Spirit would want me to know and do. So Ephesians 5, 1 through 4, imitate God. 
in everything. Live a life filled with love. And then all these things that are not for me, sin, is not for me. Um, but we all struggle with it, correct? We do. And I'm excited, we're excited that um, just last week we kicked off Life's Healing Choices because we struggle with habits and hurts and hang-ups. And all of us, they might look different, but it's the same, um, the same cure. And we're walking through an eight-week series on that. I encourage you to plug in. Men's groups on Monday nights, uh, 6.30. Women's groups have a few offerings. Tuesday mornings, a couple offerings, another offering in the evening. So <clears throat> make use of that. Continuing on, Ephesians 5, verse 6 through 10. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Stay on that slide. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. It's not that bad. Not a big deal. You're being legalistic. You're being too religious. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. That's talking about people that have not placed their faith, have not come, have not humbled themselves before God, haven't received forgiveness for their sin. So Paul says, verse 8, you were once, or verse 7, I'm sorry, don't participate in the things these people do. Since you are saved from that, don't just keep practicing it. Don't keep rolling around in the mud. Put on your new nature. Put on your new nature. For you were once full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you, it's the Holy Spirit, it's God's truth, produces only what is good and right and true. And I love verse 10, so carefully determine what pleases the Lord. We're on a different team now, so we don't want to keep assisting the other team, assisting the wrong team. You don't want to throw the ball to the wrong teammate, the other team. Paul's saying, hey, you've been saved from that. Jesus saved you. Don't roll around in the mud with them. Don't practice those behaviors. Look to put those to death. And instead, imitate, start imitating your Father in heaven. Jesus being your example. And so, <coughs> I remember um, going to college. So I, I was reading my Bible, going to church. Uh, I actually, you know, I chose, I wasn't made to, I chose to go to a Christian Bible school in high school, coming out of high school, uh, in Minneapolis. And I was driving with a buddy. <clears throat> we were in college, first semester, and I, was, I had made a friend there, uh, a few friends. This friend, we were driving around in the car together. And we were just, we thought, hey, I mean, there's no one else with us. We were kind of, we were telling some inappropriate jokes and using some words that were inappropriate, some, some uh, crude language. And we were just doing it because it was, we were making each other laugh and trying to say it in funny ways and and we were laughing, and it was, it was funny. And afterwards, I thought, we did, we did that once or twice, and then I thought, you know what? It, and we could excuse it, right? We're not hurting anybody. Nobody hears us. We know, we know we're not really meaning this stuff. We're not trying to be bad. We're just having fun. We're just, you know. But in reality, I'm grieving the Holy Spirit of God who saved me yeah. out of that crud. And I'm giving a foothold to the devil. I'm allowing these thoughts and these ideas and these words to come into my mind. 
and to meditate on them and speak them forth. And, um, and, I had, and, I, and I discerned the Holy Spirit helped me. He said, Travis, that's not for you anymore. That's not for you anymore. You're done with that now. But it's fun. We had fun. No, that's not for you. That's not for you. There's lots of fun to be had in the world, ladies and gentlemen. God has made creation awesome. He's made people funny. And um, there are many things to laugh at. You don't have to laugh at inappropriate things. You don't have to find humor in inappropriate things. And uh, I'm learning that. Uh, I got married to my wife after, sometime after college, and, and we were in our house. Um, first year marriage, first home that, that we ever owned. And, uh, and I was in the kitchen one day or in the bedroom, I can't remember where, and I heard Cassie coming, and I, and I realized in my head, she doesn't know I'm in this room. And so she, so I'm just, in the moment, she like comes around the corner, and I, I'm thinking, she doesn't even know I'm in here. She comes in, I go, ah! And it was hilarious. The reaction was wonderful. And I thought, that was so fun. And she did not think that was fun. And I thought, where's your sense of humor? That was, it was just funny. It was just funny. And so, and then it wasn't a one-time deal. I, I, I did it there, and it was so hilarious. I thought, I got to do that again sometime. <laughs> and so I was up in my bedroom one time. I heard her coming up the stairs. And I thought, oh, she's going to the closet. So I jump in the closet. I just, I, I just thought it was so funny. Until Cassie told me at one time, she says, <clears throat> I did this a few times, and um, it wasn't every day, but, you know, there was a... <clears throat> every hour. <laughs> no, no. Um, but she was saying that it's hard to, like, relax in her own home. Like, the one spot you should be able to relax and let down, she's, she doesn't know if she's going to get surprised again. You know, if I'm going to, she's going to be unnerved. And I thought, that would be terrible, <laughs> not being able to relax in your own home or being on edge. And I never did it again, on purpose. Not on purpose. We've... So, um, and, but that was the Holy Spirit convicting me and saying, Travis, that's not for you. That's not nurturing her. And it's not, it's not fostering, it's not helping her grow. It's not honoring to God. You don't want to do that to her. And so I stopped. That had to stop. Number two, in your notes, I am learning what pleases the Lord. We are learning what pleases the Lord. It takes a while for us sometimes. But then the Holy Spirit helps us know, hey, you're on a different team. You serve a different king. It's a new mission. It's a new value system. It's a new mission. And you're still trying to play on the wrong side. Because what, 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 what are your actions nurturing? What are, whose team are they helping? So forth. Um, so Ephesians 5.10, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. It's developing a biblical worldview. As we read God's word, as we allow his Holy Spirit, as we listen to his Holy Spirit, and then more than listen, we obey the Holy Spirit. We're developing a biblical worldview. And we'll be doing that. We're in a constant state of developing until the day we die or Christ comes back. Galatians 5.25, since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. 
Let us get good at following the Holy Spirit. Really good at following him. Uh, Pastor Bob was speaking about uh, getting, walking so close to Jesus that the dirt from his sandals is getting on our face. We just want to be close. Him to rub off on us, essentially. We're imitating him. Here's the discipleship process. I, I showed this some time back, but when we're born again, we move from death to life. And instead of being lost and separated from God because of our sin, God puts a spirit in us and we are born again. Born again, we become babies in Christ. We don't know much, but we know, hey, God loves me. He wants me in his family. That sounds good to me. I can be forgiven. That sounds good. Then we grow in spiritual maturity, in hearing and being obedient to the Lord and learning his ways. And we're growing and growing and hopefully become mentors of the faith and helping other people know God and grow in their faith and so forth. That's what we want to do, each of us. We want to grow in the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've been doing some evangelism classes on Wednesday night, which is how to share, how do we effectively share our faith? Tell our story, tell people about Jesus, because sometimes we don't know how to do that or we're afraid to do that. And, um, and I have had um, kind of a constant stirring in my heart that God wants to use Life Church, like He's it, it, people in this area connected here, New Hope Church, other churches around. He wants to use us in a way that He hasn't used us ever before in spreading the love of Jesus Christ and the truth about Jesus Christ to South Central Wisconsin, this area. And before, when we've maybe shared our faith in various ways, in different ways, or invited someone to church, it's going to be exponentially greater and bigger. And even as we, you know, a lot of people are packing it up and slowing down, and the world's so bad. You know, we just built a new building here, and we're considering building another building on this side, and considering planting a church down the road. And we're meeting with NCI Roberts, or architect, tomorrow morning about the feasibility of building a church, uh, another sanctuary on this side of the building. I just say that to say that I believe God has wants to bring lots of people to salvation and lots of people to be discipled. And um, I was talking to my kids yesterday, or earlier this week, and trying to make personal goals for myself of uh, and I've just been terrible about, in public, being able to know how to share my faith very well. Um, and I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver or tell you guys ahead of time, but I'm telling them about some goals that I have for sharing my faith this coming year. And I encourage you guys, all of us, to do that. Find ways to tell the story, our stories. Number three, uh, or I'm sorry, Ephesians 5, <coughs> 11 through 14. And just before I do, Father, will you use us, Lord? Will you fill us with your Holy Spirit? Give us boldness and opportunity, Lord. We know people, uh, Lord, fact number one, you haven't come back yet, which means there's still more people that need to hear about you and know about you. 
So use us, Father, in such a powerful way, Lord. Powerful way, Lord. People might come to you and grow in their faith, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 5, 11 through 14. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It's shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. That is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Number three, I will shine the light of Christ. Evil intentions will be exposed when light shines on them. Darkness will be lit up. Lies cannot hide where truth is shined. Darkness cannot remain hidden. And um, if I can just shine the light for a second, you know, thinking of this talk, exposing the darkness, Halloween is in two days, Tuesday night. And can I just shine, just we got three, four minutes left, shine some light on Halloween for a second. Uh, nothing wrong with dressing up. Absolutely not. Dress, I mean, so, so much as you're dressing as something that honors the Lord, right? Honors God. It's the, you're dressing up for the right team, right? Uh, nothing wrong with candy. As long as you don't eat too much. Uh, what is being celebrated culturally? For Halloween, darkness, fear, horror, death, demons, fortune-telling, magic, sorcery, witchcraft. God's kingdom is one of light and peace and joy, confident hope, life, angels, the Holy Spirit, etc. Um. We're about halfway through the sermon, but it's about time to stop. So I'll end with this. I I applaud um, New Hope Church in town. And I was texting their pastor there, uh, and I asked him, hey, you guys are doing a trunk or treat on Sunday night, which is tonight from 4 to 6. And um, and their goal, they're not going to have anything scary there. I mean, people might come, and who knows what they, they wear or don't wear. But they're opening it up to the public. And they're going to have lots of candy, and they're also going to have gospel tracts for kids, children's uh, gospel tracts. And they're going to be sharing, they're going to be offering to share about, tell people about the love of Jesus if they want to hear it. So people can come to one of the cars or one of the um, areas there, and they'll be telling about the love of Jesus. We're praying for people. Uh, we're advertising about Horb Christian School there. Um, so it's cool. That's a, that's a counter move, and it's shining the light. And... Uh, I'd encourage you guys and us to pray. Um, Didn't even get there, but the spiritual realm is real. Satan and demons are real. There's an enemy of the soul. He would like us to think of him as um, a cartoon in, in red tights with two little horns. because I don't believe in that either. But there's a real Satan. There are spirits of darkness. They are not stronger than Jesus Christ. They are not stronger than the powers of God. 
Uh, in fact, Satan is afraid of us. He is very afraid of us because the light is in us, Jesus Christ. But he'll attempt to scare and, and um, uh, use fear and desensitize people uh, to his ways. So um, you guys pray with me. Why don't you stand real quick? We'll pray. Father God, we just had a few minutes, but we see that, that Paul is addressing the Ephesians and he's encouraging them uh, to say no to sin. And then he's encouraging them to imitate you and to learn what pleases you. And Lord, we want to grow in, in the right ways and we want to say no to the, the things that are uh, detrimental, uh, that trip us up. Um, and so, Lord, we just uh, commit ourselves to you again today. Lord, we sure need your help in those areas. Uh, we pray for these um, recovery groups, Lord, Life's Healing Choices, and those are part of that, Lord, that you just do such a work, Lord. Hang-ups that we've had, you'd really help us. Lord, give us boldness again as we've just prayed about, Lord, Halloween here in two nights, Lord. I know um, the enemy, Lord, has a fun time on that time, and, and a lot of people open themselves up to a lot of things that are, are, uh, are not good. Uh, and we come against that in, in your name, Lord. And we pray for your protection for people this week. Uh, we resist, we, we come against uh, a lot of the plans of the enemy in Jesus' name. We thank you for the light that you've given us uh, through your word, by your spirit, and your people, Lord, are the light of the world, a city on a hill, Lord, I pray that we would become more, uh, more motivated and we would double down on getting the gospel to people and sharing our testimony, Lord, as a church family, as a school, as, as uh, your children, Lord, that your family would continue to grow, Lord. We thank you that that is your desire and that that is your intention. We thank you that that is the truth. And we hold on to that, Lord. And we march forward in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.